Hi friends, I am your host Jade and welcome or welcome back to Criminal Curiosity, the true crime podcast that dives into bizarre and fascinating cases. Together we talk about everything in the true crime world, whether you've heard of them or not. So buckle up and get ready to feed your curiosity with Criminal Curiosity. This week we're going to be talking about the murders and numerous robberies of Ronald and James Aldridge in 1985. So let's get started. Ronald Keith Aldridge was born on September 27, 1960 in West Germany, where his father was stationed. His father was a staff sergeant in the U.S. Army, and two years later, James Vernon Aldridge III was born on November 14, 1962. James Aldridge, the father, retired from the Army in 1967, and the family moved to Fort Worth, Texas. James Aldridge, the father, was working on ACs, and the family had a reputation for being kind and compassionate people. Ronald and his brother James were described as two peas in a pod. You know, whatever Ronald did, James was going to do the same. Of the two of them, Ronald was thought to be more devious. He was quiet and had a very small capacity for emotion. He rarely ever showed emotion, and he was good at manipulating other people. James, on the other hand, was more the outgoing sibling, and he was a bit more popular than his brother. When Ronald was 12 years old in 1972, his father, his teacher discovered some disturbing notes that he had written about wanting to harm himself. Ronald's parents were worried about their son and how this would impact his education, how it would impact his life, and their expectations of him. According to Ronald's daughter, no one was providing him with the mental health support that he needed, and if you don't treat things, they're only going to get worse. And eventually this led to Ronald's desires to want to harm other people. When Ronald started physically hurting James. James thought that, you know, if he listened and followed whatever Ronald said, that Ronald would stop hitting him. Ronald quickly caught on and he saw the control that he had over James and how he was able to get him to do anything that he wanted because he knew that James would listen. Ronald was 15 years old when he committed a robbery at the department store in March 1976. He took three weapons and ammunition along with a few weapons. Following the robbery, he would carry a gun to school and show it off to his classmates, saying that now he was ready to shoot someone. On April 12, 1976, Ronald again brought the gun to school and outside the boys' restroom, all the kids were around trying to see what was happening, kind of like a fight at school. And this is when Ronald shoots 15-year-old Lorenzo Nealon in the chest and abdomen, three times killing him. 15-year-old James Christian was shot as well, but he survived. Ronald was arrested while walking along the highway again, and at the juvenile court hearing, they were trying to determine if Ronald should be tried as an adult. One psychologist testified that Ronald had paranoid schizophrenia, Another testified that Ronald had paranoid tendencies, and a third psychologist stated that Ronald was perfectly fine. Nothing was wrong with him. He was determined fit to stand trial and to be tried as an adult. Ronald pleaded guilty 
to manslaughter in 1977 and was given a 10-year sentence to serve in the Texas Department of Corrections Ferguson Unit. And in June 1983, when Ronald was 23 years old, he was released from prison. From a pizza delivery, when they discovered their manager had suffered a head injury. When police arrived at the location, they find a man outside the pizza store wearing his work clothes. He tells them that... He tells them that 19-year-old Buddy Joe Webster Jr. is the manager. When police entered the manager's office, they discovered Buddy Webster dead from a gunshot wound. Ronald and James drive to a Circle K in Fort Worth on February 3, 1985. James knew the combination to the safe because he had worked there before. After dropping James off, Ronald parks around the corner and waits. The store was closed, but 21-year-old Brian Clendenin was still there. James asked Brian for change so that he could call someone using the payphone. Since they had previously worked together, Brian opened the doors for James. James left after receiving the change, and Brian locked the door. James and Ronald got into a small argument when they got back when he got back to the car, because Ronald was accusing James of getting cold feet and not carrying out the plan. Ronald tells James to go back to the store and carry out the plan. When Brian sees James, he opens the door again, but this time James is threatening him with a 25 caliber pistol and pushes him inside the store. James took Brian to the back room of the store and tied his hands behind his back with an electrical cord. James goes to the front of the store and starts taking the money out of the register when he starts hearing noises from the back room. Upon entering the back room, he discovers that Brian had moved. After forcing Brian to his knees, James shot him twice in the back of the head. James returned to the car when he decided he was going to go back inside to see if Brian was really dead. But he saw a woman in the parking lot who turned out to be Brian's mother, Doris, and she was picking him up from work. Ronald, James, and two other brothers, Clarence and Milton Jarmone, decided to rob the Whataburger restaurant in Fort Worth on March 25, 1985. Ronald had a shotgun, and two of the other guys had pistols. One of them shut out the glass on one side of the restaurant. Milton Jarmone leaped over the counter to take all the cash from the register. During this time, his weapon dropped and it went off, but it didn't hit anyone. Ronald approached 19-year-old Carla Otto, the daughter of a Tarrant County Sheriff's deputy, while the robbery was taking place. While she was there with her friends and eating, Ronald gave her a bag and said, quote, fill it up, bitch, end quote. Carla lifted her hands in surrender as the bag dropped, but Ronald shot her in the chest, killing her. Ronald told one of Carla's friends to get the bag, and the guy gave Ronald his wallet before the four men left. None of the men wore masks, and a worker recognized one of the voices as Ronald Ulrich because they had briefly worked together at a Domino's Pizza. Police began to suspect that the murders were related after multiple robberies had occurred where people died. Therefore, they initiated, therefore, they began an investigation. Because one of the workers knew Ronald's voice, authorities began investigating his background and discovered that he was convicted of murder when he was 15 years old. They issued an arrest warrant for Ronald Allridge in connection to Carla Otto's murder and began surveillance of his apartment. 
A car pulled into the apartment complex where Ronald lived at about 10.30 a.m. The man exited the car and entered the manager's office, then to Ronald's apartment. Police questioned the manager who the man was that just came in, and he told them that it was James Allridge. James and Ronald shared an apartment with Ronald's girlfriend, Kathy Germone, and they had a daughter together. I also believe that Kathy and Milton and Clarence are related, the two brothers that robbed the Whataburger with Ronald and James, which kind of explains the last name. Police suspected James was also working together with Ronald, but they needed more evidence to obtain an arrest. When police searched James' car, they discovered a shotgun in the back seat, and an arrest warrant was issued for James Allridge. At noon, police served the arrest warrants to the Allridge brothers. They searched the apartment and discovered a 22 caliber pistol in Ronald's room, a 25 caliber semi-automatic in James' room, and the shotgun that was in James' car, which had been shot. When the brothers were brought in for questioning, Ronald immediately stated that he wasn't the only one participating. It was him, James, Milton, and Clarence Jarmone. The Allridge brothers claimed that the Jarmone brothers shot Carla Otto in Waterburger, but Ronald later admitted to shooting her, but said that it was an accident because one of the brothers kicked over the register, which frightened him, and that James was just the getaway driver. Ronald went on to admit to 13 armed robberies and the murder of Buddy Joe Webster at the Krusty's Pizza, which he told police he murdered him because he needed money and he needed to get rid of any witnesses. He also told authorities that James was responsible for the murder of Brian Clendenin. The Jarmon brothers were brought in for questioning on March 25th. The brothers claimed that they had no idea that Ronald was planning to murder anyone at Whataburger. Clarence Jarmone stated that when they got back to the car, the first thing he asked Ronald was, quote, why did you do that? End quote. To which Ronald replied, quote, you didn't know the bitch. Why do you care? End quote. Ronald was charged with the murders of Clara Otto and Buddy Webster, while James was charged with Brian Clendenin's murder. Ronald attempted to use the same explanation for murdering Carla in court, claiming that he was frightened by the sound of the register falling. Both the defense and prosecution voiced their opinions about the shotgun. The defense claimed that it only requires 2.5 pounds of pressure to pull the trigger, but the prosecution claimed that it takes about 4 pounds of pressure to pull the trigger. Despite this, Ronald was convicted of capital murder. Ronald's criminal history, which included a previous murder conviction and many armed robberies, was brought up by the prosecution, and he was sentenced to death as long as his brother was in prison. The prosecution, on the other hand, claimed that James participated in seven armed robberies and that his decision to murder Brian demonstrated his calculation and his malice. They claimed Brian presented no threat to James and that James murdered him just to avoid being identified, and James was eventually sentenced to death. Clarence and Milton Jarmone were convicted of aggravated robbery with a deadly weapon. Clarence was sentenced to 20 years in prison, and Milton received a 30-year sentence. Both the brothers have been released on parole. While in prison, James began painting, and he taught other inmates how to read and write. Ronald successfully appealed his sentence in 1992, and a new execution date was set for June 1995. On June 8, 1995, Texas governor at the time, George Bush, 
denied Ronald a 30-day reprieve in clemency, and he was executed by lethal injection at the Huntsville unit at 34 years old. When asked whether he had any final words to say, Ronald replied, quote, no, I'm not going to say anything, end quote. Ronald was the 10th person executed in Texas in 1995. On August 26, 2004, 41-year-old James Allridge was asked if he had any comments, and he apologized to the Clendenin family. He states, quote, The only thing on my mind at the time wasn't what the jury had decided, what they were going to do to me, or what my future might hold. None of that. It was that I wanted to say I was sorry to Brian's mom. That's what I wanted to do. End quote. He also told his family, quote, I'm so sorry I destroyed your life. Thank you for forgiving me. To the moon and back, I love you all. End quote. And James was executed by lethal injection at the Huntsville unit. End of episode thoughts. Well, I'm glad that the families and the victims got the justice they deserved. You know, Texas doesn't really be playing about the death penalty. They don't be playing games. Them in Florida do not play games. Ronald is evil. He definitely is, and it's quite sad that James didn't have a good, better person to look up to, because whatever Ronald did, James did, and that didn't end well for the both of them. So with that, today's story comes to an end. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Remember, every Thursday, there is a new episode at 7 a.m., You can keep up with me in the podcast at Instagram at Criminal Curiosity Pod. That is all that I have for you today. Please be safe out there. Look out for one another. Until next time, bye everyone. Mm -hmm.